It was 12 teams, man. And like, it was, it, I had five, usually I just put them at the bottom, but I had like five places to put them. Like, I was running out of room on this graph because there's so much information. I'm trying to make sure I got it all out there. You know, really, 12 I, teams. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we want to go through it, I mean, he started with <laughs> no, the Pikes, then yeah. went went to the Silent Hurricanes, New Yorker mm-hmm. Lions, Cologne Falcons, the Stallions, right. the eight mm-hmm. Stallions in Denmark. Horses. Yep. Horson, Horson Stallions. And then yeah. you got the Sinioki Crocodiles here in Finland. Mm-hmm. And then you went back to the States and played with the Bloomington Edge. I couldn't get any stats from... That was a short stint, too, with Edge. Yeah. And then you came back to Finland, Pomelina Huskies. Yep. And then you the set back in Denmark with the Razorbacks. Yep. Y'all go to playoffs yep. three years in a row, mm-hmm. win a championship, uh, make no go to two championships, and then you're yep. in the quarterfinals, probably about to go back to another championship. Mm-hmm. And then go to Battle on the Drax, where you guys, I think y'all, did y'all, y'all season got cut short in 20. Yeah, Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you went to Sweden after that, where you did win another championship. I think you played like the last two games or last game of the season for them. That was last year, yeah. So last year, I went to Drax, exactly. Yeah. And because the Danish season starts, you know, a little bit after I missed like two games, I think I would have. I missed two mm-hmm. games. And like Corona got cut or Corona came. So I had to go back or I went back to Denmark and then Corona finished, our, ended our season in Denmark too. And then Sweden, yeah. you know, reached out across that. And yeah, then I was like, like, all right. Yeah, you know. three seasons. Pretty much. Yeah, last year was wild. Three teams. Yeah, a lot of traveling considering Corona. And then this year, you're again playing with Battle on the Drags exactly. during the regular season for the Spanish yeah. League. Guys are uh, heading to the playoffs now. And then the the big meet of this year is going to be you playing for the ELF team. The bat Is it Barcelona or Battle on the Dragons? Barcelona, yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona Dragons. I know yeah. they changed the team name a couple times. But yeah, man. Hey, yeah, those man. Some, that's some good work. Stats. Love hey, it. That, hey, you made it worth it. You know, you made that trip. You've done a lot of traveling. But um, I guess we can get into it now. Again, mm-hmm. this is kind of how we do the show. It's not yeah. as like super structured as some of these yeah. other segments, right. but we we just want to talk to you, man. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for in international locker room talk. And the first topic today is we want to talk about you know the responsibilities of import players as well as coaches. And we want to ask you, of course, with you being at being almost everywhere and, and getting a taste of it all is do you feel like coaches are you know held to the same standard that a lot of import players are held to when it comes to you know being a coach or being an import coach here in Europe on these different teams and different yeah. levels Whew, good question I think coaches are held to a higher standard I believe so um because imports you know you can get the right import you get the wrong import you know it depends. Imports, some of them have a hard time to adapt really fast to the European culture. It's just a little bit different. And some do it. But it's a, it goes the same way with coaches, you know. So the faster they adapt, coach or player, you know, the better your career is going to be, too, I truly believe, in Europe. You know, you're going to make your way around. But I think as a coach, you know, you always have to hold yourself to a higher standard because you're not just coaching, you know, import players as well. You're coaching the whole team, you know, a whole organization. It's basically on your back, so you kind of got to do the right things for the whole club in that sense. You know what I mean? As an yeah. import player, you you get brought in to help the team win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you maybe can get away with something, you know, like little things if you fucked up. And there's, you know, there's been a couple of scenarios, you know, I've witnessed or 
<laughs> but as a coach, if you do something, you know, like you can't get away with that. Like there's no, that's why you're I like to the ask father you, figure. Have you, yeah. have you, have you seen like, you know, um, a couple years ago, there was a huge, well, uh, underlying situation where a lot of coaches were, you know, being fired after like one or two seasons and, mm-hmm. you know, with the import players, you might not make it through a season. There, there's yeah. players who, you know, you there two, three weeks and they send you home because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yep. But when it comes to the coaches, they're given a little bit longer. But at the same time, you know, turning an entire organization around and only having one year or a couple of months before the season to do it, do you do you see that being something that a lot of teams are doing? I, I, want, I don't want to say wrong, but, you know, differently. Like some teams are mm-hmm. having a lot of coaching changes while we've all seen the teams that are doing better keep their coaches. But is yeah, it something that, that you think saying. teams are doing, you know, in Europe right now when it comes to the coaching situation? It's a really – I mean, when it comes to coaching in Europe, we all know there's, like, a big gap. Um, mm-hmm. That's in general. That's just for um, domestic coaches or any coach coming from the U.S., for example, as an imported coach, you know. And um, I don't – there is no I don't think there's no right answer for that to be honest you know there is no right answer because teams most of the times if they have recommendations from another coach or players they might get lucky and get the right coach you know character wise right way to coach it you know all these players but you might get a bad one too that just you know old school mentality maybe that doesn't want to adapt to the players he has and has a system that runs in the states you know what I mean like you have all these collegiate athletes you can run, you can pick and choose and run the scheme you want to run as a coach. But sometimes that, or not sometimes, but that don't work as much coming to Europe if you have a scheme, but you know you don't have these players to run this scheme, you know, but you want to stick with that. So I think some American coaches, import coaches run into this, you know, false nar- narrative that they come here, of course, they have more knowledge. <laughs> they, you know, they grew up in the U.S., they were college coaches all this information, football information, but coming to Europe and adapting, it's more like, okay, I don't have these numbers of players that I'm trying to run a powerhouse. You know, I ain't got old linemen that, that bench press 150 kilos, you know, like, or... You, you, can't, yeah. you can't run, you can't run no huddle. People are going to die out here. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, when if and the, you see it too, the good coaches that adapt to that, that know how to adapt to their players and try to figure out a scheme to uh, match their player skill set. Those are the coaches that yet yeah, last longer in Europe, for example. And other coaches just don't. And as an imported player, import player, I don't know personally, and I, you know, hold myself to that standard. I just want to be the best player I can be to be able to help my team in any situation to come out, you know, with the win on top, no matter what the um, situation is with coaching, for example. So as an p- import player, I still need to keep a leveled head, no matter if everything's going wrong on the other end, but I need to be, you know, the teammate and the leader that I try to be myself to help the team win. So it kind of goes hand in hand. If you have both, if you have import players and coaches that are on the same page and that have the same kind of vision for the team and that, you know, that move together, it is easier to then, you know, win the championship. But you also have incidents where import players maybe don't get along with the coach or the coach's philosophy. And then if you run into that, then it's like already secured that you or yeah, it's probably 90%, 80% that like either the import's gonna get sent home or they're gonna try to run the season through, but you're not gonna come out on top because the chemistry and the whole team is now messed up, you know. So I just try to, you know, anytime I play with imports or 
coaches, like, I, oh, I'm a coach's player. So, and most of the coaches I've played for great coaches, you know, great people, uh, great men. So I always go about what coach said and what he needs me to do, I'll do it. And, you know, just sometimes you get imports that just don't ride with that, like that, that much. So it's like, you got to find a little niche to make everything work for the team to be successful at the end. That's my opinion. Yeah. 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 So kind of a two-part question then. Do you feel like one coaches have like too much power in terms of, you know, when they can make, when they can or when they have to make those decisions on the import, whether if it's keeping them or getting a new one and shipping the on one home. And the second question is, is do you feel like the organization should be more involved with not only the import players, but the import coaches mm. in terms of the accountability so aspect? The first question with coaches, um, like being more responsible for imports. Let's just say, for example, um, and that's normally I don't do this, but let's take New England <laughs> Patriots, you know? You got yeah. Bill Belichick, great coach, and he takes care of his imports too. The thing is, if you have a coach, a domestic coach, or a coach that has been with the program for years and has established something, this person, this coach knows exactly which type of import he needs to get the job done. So yeah. you can't, you know, you can't knock that. So a coach that has, you know, been in the program and knows exactly what he needs and which player, he's going to sign that player. Now, if he's going to send him home, should he have the power to send him home and all that? I can't really speak on that. You know, that's, yeah. I would say it's an organizational thing. Like it's a, it should go. I mean, the coach signed him maybe, or like the organization decided to sign him through the coach. So I believe if there's like any, you know, disconnect or coach doesn't get along with that imported player, that it still should go by the organization to figure out a way to either make it work or, okay, you know, it doesn't work for the coach and for us as an organization. Because at the end of the day, like people are, yeah, changing their lives. Yeah. You know, it's not just easy to, to leave your home country you know, or wherever your family and friends and come to another country and play the sport you love. But then you're kind of in a mixed situation where maybe the things that you want to do or wanted to do are not happening. You no. Know? So, yeah, it's a tough one being important or imported coach to you got to get lucky. You know, sometimes I got to I got to stop you because you said some things and, you know, again, on the scoop, we, we yeah. try to. Keep oh, it real relaxed and real out here. So you're yeah. telling me that mm -hmm. after we didn't talk on this earlier, that you've been playing for over 10 years on 12 different teams, that mm -hmm. you ain't never had no situation where you come in and you like, okay, this guy that's in charge. You don't know what you're doing. But I'm going to get mine. <laughs> I'm going to do what I got to do. I, man, we've all been on that situation. That's why I'm saying like, that's why I say I hold myself to standard because I cannot let, you know, a coach or something that I know, damn, man, this guy ain't doing what he's supposed to do or his behavior is wrong. At the end of the day, like I, for myself, I can't let that negativity or that type of stuff affect my game yeah. and also my teammates' game, you know? But of course, we all been, <laughs> we all been there. Every input has been in an organization with a crazy coach or a coach that knows it all, you know, or... The coach that doesn't know anything really, you know, it's normal in Europe. You go run into teams like that and organizations that do, you know, weird things. But as a player, I just, that's why like being, you know, I used to be a coach and player at the same time, but I can't do that because if I'm coaching, I can't be yelling at you on the field while I'm on the field with you fucking up maybe. You know? <laughs> that's why I'm at, like, no, I'll just play that way. I'm not running with no, I don't care for, you know, which coach I play as long as I'm playing with the guys around me and the coach is kind of doing his thing. But if he's not too, you know, I will also like 
let him know most time. Like, hey, coach, we need to, you know, I don't think this is the right move here. But I don't step on no coach's toes like that. You ain't lying, Previs. Like, <laughs> there's some organizations <laughs> out here and some coaches happens. that really don't know what they do. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fact. And that's just something, you know, that's why I was saying the biggest gap is the coach coaching in Europe. You know, and you get good ones, you get bad think, apples. That's just I think the last, the last thing I want to say before we move on, like when it comes to, you know, that like the topic was, you know, our coaches held to a higher standard. I think when it comes to mm-hmm. like looking at Europe as a whole, you look at teams that are winning and being successful both on and off the field, they have an organizational structure in place and that coach is a part of it. And of course, you know, players, they're the ones who play the games. But you know, I know, Jamal, you know, it's a lot easier as a player when you come into a situation where even if you don't agree with the coach, you understand what's going on. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he has set a standard. Yeah. It's not about him being a yeah. good coach or not under, no. being competent. If a coach says, hey, we're going to line up in the wing tee and this is what we're going to run, <laughs> and it's because we're doing this, this, and this, I'm going to look at him like, okay, that don't make sense to me, it, yeah. but you got a plan. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. I can ride with so. that. And, mm-hmm. and we either gotta be we either gotta be all, we either gotta be all in with it or it, yeah. it ain't gonna work. Yep. Whether it's right or whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, with, with coaches, that's the standard. I think that we're trying to say that they need to have is that a coach needs to have that standard. You know, even if it's a new coach, he has to come in and say like, "Hey, this is how we're doing stuff." He yeah, yeah. He has to make say, people believe it. You know, he has to yeah. make the team believe he knows what he's talking about. And this is what he's gonna do. He has to be the leader. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Some teams, yeah, like, but like you say, you're right too. The organizational structure is right, and the coach, you know, is in there and adapted, or you know, is with it. Then it's easier as an imported player to come to an organization and just, all right, this is how it's done. Like, and I'm part of this, you know, and I'm gonna rock with it. Have you checked out Kano's Ready to Wear collection? It's Kano's top-notch quality, but it's team wear made custom for you and your team, so you can rep your squad now. Okay, here we go. Uh, that's it for us today on The Scoop. Keeping the locker room talk real, as always. I want to thank our guest, um, Nico Lester, today. Of course, man, you're one of my favorites, so it's always great to have you on. Glad you could take the time and, you know, kick it with us and yeah. chop it up and talk sports, talk football. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. Talk football yeah. and life. We're talking football and life. Um, Just <laughs> want to let you know, man, that, you know, we're, we're rooting for you. I've already said it on this before, but, you know, I'm very personally invested in seeing you play at the highest level in Europe this year and be able to, you know, get the roses from the rest of the world outside of just me. So we wish you the best, man, and whatever you got going outside of football as well. You know, you are more than just a football player. As we know that you are a man, you have things going on and just wish you nothing but the best in your future, man. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All the words, especially like I said, go back to the statistics. I've never kept track of stats, so I got to put it out there again. Great work with that, too. I might have to screenshot it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay, no but yeah. it's easy. And no, look, yeah. it was all love talking to y'all. I really appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it, boss. I mean, you got any uh, excited for what the future holds, but you got any uh, shout outs or any projects you're working on outside of football? Um, I think I'll keep that, you know. Keep that to myself right now. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, yeah, I don't talk too much on process. What I'm working on, you know, try to yeah, keep. You good, boss. Yeah. But no, shout out to yeah, shout out to the ELF. Shout out to Barcelona Drax, by the way. Um, about to hit into the semifinal. 
and shout out to all the you know listeners on the scoop. That's that's mainly everything, bro. <laughs> all right, yes man. sir, yes sir. Anything else from you, Jamal? I'm good, man. All right. So thanks for watching the show on YouTube or listening to the podcast outlet. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Athletes Forum YouTube channel or American Football in Finland podcast channel. You know, that podcast is on like 85 different outlets. So wherever you get your podcast, <laughs> just click it. And on YouTube, just type in type in the Scoop Athletes Forum and we're going to pop up. I promise you. We out here. OK, subscribe to either outlet. Follow us on those and you'll get the updates every week, video or audio. Whenever we publish, you'll get a little, you know, notification and stuff. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Scoop AF, on Instagram at Athletes Forum or on Facebook at Athletes Forum. And also by following us on all these channels, you have a chance to win Teamwear swag provided by our sponsors at KNOA. Uh, be sure to follow the instructions for the content contest below in the description. And also on the audio, it'll be in the description, the contest rules. So that's it for us. And we'll see uh, you next week. Peace, peace. Peace.